You're listening to the Anchor Faith Church Message Podcast with our senior pastor, Earl Glisson. Enjoy the message. Turn over to James chapter 2. I was just on the front row, you know, um, doing some worship there, and the Lord dropped another scripture, passive scripture in my spirit, man, so I put it in, um, hot off the press for us to use again tonight, amen? I got this one after I already sent the message and then text Todd and said, put this on the front end. Um, God's good, amen? It's just always growing what God, because God knew who was coming today, so apparently one of those scriptures is going to impact you. Are you you ready to receive? Okay, so James chapter 2, verse 19 to 25, and I'm going to talk about faith. Now, you're at anchor. Okay, so we've talked about faith a lot. So please don't check out on me. Don't do that because you need to hear what we're saying tonight, all right? James says this, you believe that God is one. You do well. So look to your neighbor and say, you do well. well. Yeah, you do well. The demons also believe and shudder. So look to your neighbor and say, you believe as well as the devil. Well, now, do you want to have that kind of belief system? Right? Right? Now, don't get upset at me. This is what James said. Okay, now this Greek word believe is um, um, the Strong's number, okay, four, uh, 4100, 4100, which in context means you believe, you trust and rely, you're persuaded that there is a God. You know, there's a lot of people who have that belief. And he lets them know if your faith is so general... Because that's what that is. You're, you're convinced, but it's in a general sense. I believe there's a God. He says, general faith, the demons have. Honestly, the world has general faith. Or belief, okay? So, have you been around people that say, oh yeah, I believe. Mm-hmm. Now, you got to determine what believe is. Is it faith believe? Or is it general believing? Meaning, I'm believing, but I don't know what I'm believing. I mean, I believe that God is, he'll do, he does. That's generally. But now, what he's doing, how he'll do it, and how I'm supposed to stand is a whole nother ball game. Because the minute you keep God in a general belief system, then you are going to have a hard time actually walking by faith. Because the Bible defines faith, your experience does not. Okay? Your experience does not. Let's go on. Verse 20. But are you willing to recognize, you foolish fellow, that faith without works is useless? Okay, now this is already a problem for most people because it used works in the same sentence as faith. But this is New Testament. Now, this is not working out your salvation. And again, if you actually took time to study the Bible, listen, Jesus did a work. Your work is believing him at his word. But it's still a work nonetheless. Okay? The problem is, is that people take that context and think, okay, now we have to please God in the context that we're doing it on our own merits. We're trying to work out uh, being right with God. No, we are, our work is believing God at his word concerning whatever. But it's still a work nonetheless. And I'm going to prove that work, okay? Because faith is clearly defined in the Bible. And when anyone talks about, man, I have faith, and it stays general, they do not have Bible faith. They have a belief system that even the demons have and shudder. Now, why is this important? Because do you think that demons can make a demand on God for things? The only thing an evil spirit can make a demand on the Lord about is if someone is in their territory. If you read Job correctly, you'll see that the God of this world, which is Satan, the devil, 
he goes to the Lord and, and the Lord says, have you considered my servant Job? So he says, yeah, I'm talking about him because there's some things going on in that guy. Now, when the Lord says he's in your power, if you actually define that correct, he says, you are the God of this world. You have dominion on earth. Are you with me? Because of the fear that he had concerning his kids, it allowed him to move upon his things. Which again, he, had, he has dominion over the same thing that Adam had. All right? So the Lord's like, he's in your power. What kept Job alive was his righteousness that the devil had dominion because Job's not in a dispensation that he can have authority over the devil. Man, y'all got to read. We got to read the Bible, right? Okay. Because we all act like God's controlling that. Listen, the, the error of that thought process is God controls every situation that ever happens is God ordained. Well, you understand if you take that belief system, then a person of, of a free will would stand before the Lord and say, how could you judge me of my sin when you ordained me to sin? He cannot be a righteous judge if that's the case. And they take scripture out of context. Just because it says, you know, Esau I hated, Jacob I loved. But it's because he knew the sum of Esau's free choice. Just like he knew Cain's free choice. What did he say to Cain? If you'll master sin, it's crouching at your door. But whose choice? It was Cain's. Cain didn't do it. God did not ordain Cain because he was in control of killing Abel. That was not God's will. But when we take a general belief, well, God's in control. God would do anything. You know, I'm believing God. Then you'll have a very difficult time. In fact, you will not shotgun Faith is about the best you'll ever have, which means you happen to hit something every once in a while. And a lot of times it's God's mercy doing for you, trying to get you over to get a little more specific. Let's go on. It says this, faith by works. Then he goes into verse uh, 21, was not Abraham our father justified by works when he offered up Isaac, his son, on the altar? You see, the faith was working with his works, and as a result, the works, faith was perfected. Verse 23, and the scripture says, uh, was, uh, and the scripture was fulfilled, which says, and Abraham believed God, and it was reckoned to him as what? Righteousness. And he was called the friend of God. Verse 24, you see that a man is justified by works and not by what? Faith, faith alone. So saying you believe something alone does not justify, nor is it giving you the actual authority to pull something in so that it can manifest. Okay, let's go on. Verse 25, in the same way was not Rahab, the harlot also justified by works when she received the messengers and sent them out by another way. Now, I don't have time to break these two areas down, though we did preach a very powerful message called The Harlot's Heart. I think at the beginning of this year, you ought to go online and listen to it. It will be a book. It's awesome, okay? But I will say this. In both of these occasions in this passage of Scripture, Abraham worked by faith. Why? Because he heard God. Rahab was considered a person of faith because she heard a word from the messengers who was in covenant with God when she says, now listen, give me your word that if I let you go, when y'all come to, to take the, uh, the city of Jericho, you will spare me. And they said, I give you your, our word. Anybody that's in this house, we will not kill. But if they're not in this house, we can't be responsible. Right? So she put the scarlet uh, rope out there, a little window, so they'll know this is the one that we gave our 
were to. So she believed that they would not go against that. So much so that she didn't turn them into the city because they were looking for them. She was firmly, what? Persuaded that they will do exactly what they said they would do. That's called faith. But faith comes because I heard something. Not because I don't know and I'm just believing. To say, well, you know, I'm not sure what God's, but you know, I believe him. What are you believing? You have general, you have the same belief that demons have and they shudder. Because demons are not. They can't go before the Lord and say, we want to get back into heaven. Demons can't say, we want to be healed. Demons say, we want to be turned into human beings. They can't make demands. They only have the legal authority that's afforded to them really through their leader, the prince of the power of the air, in order to be able to attack people when they are living or are over in their territory. But as believers, we've been redeemed from that. Amen. And we get over into God. And then we get over into God. God tells us to live by faith. Now, most people then generalize this, live by faith means this. The only real faith of works you've done, and I'll just demonstrate it, okay? You were on a, uh, in a chair somewhere, and a, someone was preaching potentially. Maybe you were at work or whatever, but there's an altar call. You need to ask Jesus to come into your heart and save you. Uh, if you, that you uh, admit you're a sinner. Uh, ask him to be Lord of your life so you can be born again. You responded to that call. You came down front. Somebody prayed with you. You either got on your knees or whatever and said, Lord, uh, I'm just a sinner. I'm no good. I'm not worthy of you, but I believe Jesus died on the cross. I believe he rose from the dead. I confess him as my Lord, according to scripture then, because what was your works? Getting up. Thank you. It was getting up. I mean, you had to move. You had to confess. If you were like, yeah, I agree. Yeah, I believe that. I believe that. I believe that, brother. We're going to all go to hell if it ain't for making that confession. Lord Jesus, we need to do that. And then you never do it. You hear what I'm saying? You can say, I believe that's it. But until you act on what? That word. Very specific. Well, you know what? I hear you saying it. I hear you saying it. I hear you say, Jesus. But, you know, there's, there's probably many ways to God. You know, because I believe God. Now, you can stay in that belief and go perform beliefs towards God in all kinds of religion and try to get yourself covered with all of them. And they are, India's bad about that. They got so many gods, and when you come in with Jesus, they're like, we love Jesus. We'll put him right up here with the blue monkey and uh, elephant God and everyone else. That's why when I preach, I have to say, you have to denounce them all. Because they're it. Now, that gets you in trouble, but there's no other way to preach it in India. Because if you end up just saying, except Jesus, and they come down, they will come down and do a confession, but their heart will be far from it because they'll truly believe he's just another one. Until you say he's the only one, and you can't even have him till you renounce the rest. Well, you got to make it that crystal clear, and the Holy Ghost will too. Right, But the, what is the work? The work is, is you actually moving, doing, confessing, your heart's done. That's the work. That's your work. God can't make you do that. Are you with me? Then, but many think, okay, that was it. Now, we love God, right? We believe God. We're born again. He says to live by faith. But you're not doing any other work. Many. Because they've now, just in general faith, God's going to take care of us. God's going to do it. God's in control. I believe God's going to work this situation out. I'll give you a case of point. My wife went looking for some flowers today. Gave me a great example, right? I happened to go with her, and so we went down to Palm Coast and um, hit Lowe's and Home Depot, and they both failed us miserably. Did not have hers. Lowe's here had it, but we got here too late, and so they were already closed. We'll have to get them tomorrow. My point is, as my wife went in there, right, she could be like, I believe God, and he's going to give me those flowers. I'm going to get those flowers today because, you know, I believe in God, right? People say stuff like this, right? She gets in there and she's like, wow, it's not here. Well, I guess it just wasn't God's will for me to have them. Okay. 
It wasn't God's will. You know, it wasn't here. It just must not have been. See, that's, and they're, fr they believe that. And they're saying they are what? In faith. Because you know what? When you're in faith, you just, you just don't know. I mean, you just don't know. I mean, they're all kind of stuff. Because God's God. He does stuff, you know. And man, I was thinking, but no, nah, you know, but God's God and he'll do. And you know what? Sometimes you might show up and the flowers are there. Like, look how God blessed me. And you're giving God credit for something he's not even involved in because he didn't tell you to go get flowers in the first place. This is your own personal desire, and you're trying to get God involved in something you're doing. Right. You understand? People believe God, and they'll give God credit for all kinds of stuff that he's not actually personally involved with. Why do I say this? Because both Rahab and Abraham, as an example, had a direct word from God that they were standing on. Abraham was standing on, Isaac's my covenant guy. Yet now you're telling me I have to kill him. And he concluded, because if you read Hebrews, he's like, God must be able to raise the dead because he's not going to take. Oh, okay. He's not going to take what he promised me. But now you get around some people, I believe God, you know, the Lord giveth, the Lord taketh away. Again, if you read Job, God took nothing from Job. The devil did. So again, we give God credit for something happening. Job didn't know who took it. His buddies, you know, were running him ragged. And God had to rebuke them. Amen. Anyway, my point is, is that we're like, you know, I believe God wants me to have this uh, uh, job. You know, I believe it. And then you get the job, then you lose the job. Well, I guess God didn't want me. I mean, God's schizophrenic. Yeah. I mean, he's like, he'll give it, boom. I mean, he's like, he's the best teacher in give and take, give and take, give and take. That does not line up with scripture, nor is that what Bible faith is. Experiential faith, meaning that you generally believe God and you're believing him in a general sense. And so if it's good, it must be from God. If it was bad, God's probably teaching me something. Because I, you know what? I, I, just, I, I just have faith. In what? In God. What did he say? I don't know, but he's in control. That's not Bible faith. And that message is starting to come out. People are trying to redefine faith. The title of my message tonight is Knowing in the Unknown. See, the Lord is the author and finisher of our faith. So faith has a start and a finish. And when you get to the finish, you're not in faith anymore because you have what he said. But when you start, you know. <laughs> now, as you go, you may not know how things are going to be operating through here. But that doesn't change the fact that you know, period. Jesus rebuked, rebuked. Say it to your neighbor. Say rebuke. It's not a bad word. It's, a, it's an encouraging word. It's a loving word. It's an empowering word. If you'll change your thinking and not be a person that always has to hear something positive. If you would understand certain things are very positive, although it doesn't feel good to your flesh, then you would recognize that it's really a positive statement and not a bad statement. So Jesus says to his disciples, let's go to the other side. What do he say? Let's go. What'd he say? Let's go. What'd he say? Let's go. What'd he say? Let's go. Let's go to the other side. They get on the boat, and he does what? He falls asleep. I'm out. Right? He's taking his nap. Is he concerned? Is he worried? Is he fretting? Is he wringing his hands? No. He's at peace when a storm hits, and it doesn't even wake him. And it's bad. So bad that Peter, who is a professional fisherman, has concluded, we going to die. We going to die. And you can learn a lot from this. The Bible teaches us so many things that you, again, I've said this before, and I'm just going to say it again. You, when you walked into this relationship with Jesus, it, it is because you had a realization 
you can't do it yourself. And you doing it your way was wrong in the first place. I don't know why when you get born, people get born again and they know that they know they're a child of God, that they all of a sudden become instantly smart and never have to look, go check in with God ever again about how's this situation. That all of a sudden just because we're born again, my way of thinking how God is is the right way. And it's not. We have to renew our minds. Because he said to live by faith, which means God's going to have another word for you that he's going to expect you to believe. And he doesn't care what happens in the middle. The unknown of the middle means nothing because you already have a knowing. See, you can know in the unknown. When I get off in the unknown, I'm knowing something. I don't even, I don't want to be in an unknown unknowing. And if I'm in an unknown unknowing, I'm not moving. I'm stopping and praying, Lord Jesus, let's talk. Because I need to know something in order for me to go somewhere. My walk of faith is not aimless. I don't know what to do. I'm just going to start going this way. No, I have a course. Then I get in and I begin to make paths that God then will direct my steps. But I have a knowing in the process. I'm not oblivious because as you study the word, he will give you a heading and you know your direction. Things can try to get you off, but you always back to the heading. He's the author and what? Finisher. He says, go to the other side. Peter wakes up and said, oh Lord, aren't you concerned we're going to die? He stands up, rebukes the winds and the waves. And he says, why did you not have faith? That's what he said. He didn't say, it's all right. I'm Jesus. You're just a guy. You can't believe like me. No, we know Mark chapter 11, right? Verse 22. Have faith in God. And we know that's literally translated. If you do it in its literal translation, it means have the faith of God. Which means be firmly persuaded whatever God says, no matter what happens in the unknown time between author and finisher, beginning and end, you have a heading. Don't come off. Because if you don't come off, you'll have what he said and you're saying because he said it. Amen. That is Bible faith. Yep. Romans chapter 10, 17. Now faith is, now uh, then faith is of hearing and hearing by the word of God. So faith comes by hearing. Faith does not come just because we're trying, well, I think it could, we could do this. Let's try to do, ask God. Right. Ask him. You know, he wants to talk to us because the minute you hear the voice of God, whether he speaks it to you through scripture or whether he speaks to you in another thought process, but it will always be in line with scripture. You have a heading now. And to say, you know, well, we, you know, I've just gone and this happened and God, I'm telling you, many people are being told that God has done all kinds of stuff that God himself is saying, I wasn't even a part of that. Well, now, Pastor, I don't know if I can believe that. I will never believe an individual if it does not line up with what the Scripture says. You know, so-and-so was really believing God to be healed, and they didn't. I have to believe Scripture, because God is not a man that he should lie. There's something going on there in their heart. There was something else that they concluded. There's some piece of information we don't know about them. There's something on their end. Prophet John Todd went on to be with the Lord this past week. Those who've been here for a while, you know, he's been here with us. And um, he was 90. And uh, Mr. Barry had talked to him about three days before he passed away, talking to him. In fact, it was, you know, I guess less than a year that I had Pastor Marcy and Mr. Barry come up in one of the services because we were ministering about the prophet. And, um, and I spoke to him that he was going to be transitioning and that he needed to spend some time because he's about to leave the earth. It's going to be quick. I'd gotten it in the spirit. So less than a year it has. But what I loved about Prophet John Todd is he used to say this because he ministered a lot of people in all of his years and people would be sick and he would say, well, get healed. He said, if you, th- you want to die, go ahead and get healed. Give, give the testimony God healed you and then just die. Don't let the devil take you out with sickness and disease. So you want to know how he went. 
I'm going to tell you. So he's 90 years old. Physically, he just didn't have strength. And he was a bit overweight. And he told Mr. Barry personally on the phone, I talked to him this morning about it, Mr. Barry. He said, Prophet John said, I just really wish I'd have taken care of my body better. I just wish I'd have taken care of my body better. He says, I, I just don't have the strength. But I'm ready. Right? 90. That's, that's good life. It's good life. So he went to sleep. And his daughter-in-law came in and checked on him about 1 o'clock, then at 3 o'clock, then at 4.30, and sometime around 6, called her husband in, his son, and he said, well, he's gone. And he just went to sleep and crossed over. Isn't that amazing? Yes. I said, isn't that amazing? Three days before, talking to Mr. Barry in his right mind, full clarity. Now, I don't know about you, but this is what I'm talking about, faith. Why would you allow yourself to keep a thought that I don't know that I could have, when people are actually attaining to that type of life of faith? That you want to hold on to an experience, well, I love God. I, nobody's questioning your love for God. No one's ever questioning anyone's love for God. But we are asking, are you living by faith and do you hear God's voice? Because faith is not general alone. That general belief in James comes from another Greek word, which is 4102 in the Strong's, and it is the Greek word that means a firm persuasion, a conviction, which means it's this way, no other way, and it can't be any other way. And the best way that I can describe to you kind of how that feels, for lack of a better term, if I ask you this question, what is two plus three? How firmly persuaded are you that you'll get that right? I mean, how do you feel right now? I mean, are you confident? Because, see, it, you should have that. I mean, if I said um, um, to Bradley... Bradley, I'm going to kill your whole family unless you can answer this question. What is two plus three? Now, you understand if his whole life's on the line. I mean, I got his whole family lined up. You're going to want to, you don't want to not know an answer at that moment. You know, I, um... I just believe I'm going to know. No, you need to know. And let me tell you, faith will get you away from death. Because God is life. And God don't want you to go through, I, I'm not, you know what, I'm just, and here's what they do with faith. Well, you know what, even if it goes, I'm just going to trust him anyway. But what are you trusting in? What are you saying you're believing in? Any, everybody's going to go through problems, guys. The Bible tells us whether you build your house on the sand or build your house on the rock, storms are coming. The thing about the guy on the rock is that they actually have a word to stand on. And when they get into the unknown of the trials, tribulations, and the attacks and all the stuff, they keep their self their face, their faith like flint. They keep their face towards the author and finisher, Jesus Christ. They don't look to the left or the right and they say, no, we are going to have what God said yes. we going to have. And when you get around people who actually can pull that life in, why would you not want to grow from those individuals? Why would we not? Faith Faith, Bible faith, comes from hearing and hearing from the Word of God, not from knowing there's a God. That's not faith. Well, I know there's God. I trust. I'm in faith. What, in faith on what? What did he say? I, I ain't heard nothing. I mean, what are you going to do in this? I, I mean, I don't know. I just trust God. I believe. I believe he's going to get me through. What's he going to do? What's he going to do with your situation? How's he going to get you through? I, I don't know, but I have faith. 
No, you don't, because faith is hearing him about what to do. You hadn't heard him, so you don't have faith. So you're walking into an unknown. You're in an unknown, not knowing. And you're like glorifying God, and God's like trying to say, seek me to, so I can give you the word so that you can actually get in faith because my word is the final say. I am the king, and what I say about the matter, that's the only way to ever be. And you can't abandon it in the process. See, when I know and enter into the unknown, then I don't let the unknown take away my knowing. But that's what Peter and the rest of the disciples did on the boat. They knew. I mean, how could Jesus rebuke them and say, why did you not have faith? What was he saying they should have had faith in? Go to the other side. I mean, think about it. What could he rebuke them about if he had not given them an instruction, which tells me this, God expects us to not abandon what he said. Hallelujah. So because we know faith comes by hearing. If I know, which I know, the Bible says by his stripes, he were healed. He bore our infirmities and sicknesses, right? So healing is mine, part of the kingdom. What disease can stop that from happening? Okay. What if I get a disease? Then it must change according to the king. The problem is, is we see people who say they believe. Well, what are you believing right now? Well, I just believe God can heal me. Can or has? It's two different things. Because faith says I'm healed. Then, but what do they do? Because again, we're trying to keep faith in a general and we don't really want to be offensive, right? We don't want to be offensive. I mean, I want to save your life. So I'll get up in your junk is what I'll do. And I'll say, now, now if you have any doubt, you need to let me know right now. Because don't be sitting around saying that you're the healed of the Lord and you got fear riding in you, counteracting this thing. Don't be telling your kids God's going to do it and all the while you're thinking I'm going to die. And you're crying. That's counterproductive. No, if you don't get in this thing, it's this way. God can't fail. And what are you doing? You base your belief on people's failures and say God was doing something there that we don't know. His ways are higher than our ways. Healing is a completely exhaustive subject that you can study from the Old Testament all the way through. The only issue is we have to believe. Now, in the unknown, things is trying to get you to abandon that. So we, I use the Peter, you know, disciples going to the other side storm moment because life has, so to speak, storms. I mean, if you started getting symptoms in your body and you start losing weight and you're weak and all, that'll talk to you. And nobody isn't saying that's not a tough deal, but the word's more powerful. That's right. Amen. I mean, I've looked at some people and I said, listen, it ain't too far. Yeah. Oh, Pastor, so I said, ain't too far. Jesus raised people from the dead. Are you dead? Are you dead? I mean, you think that, that, see, some people think, well, that's so hard, Pastor. I, I want you to have hope. I mean, you're acting like your situation is hopeless. Do you know he, God, has raised people from the dead? Abraham believed that God would raise his own son from the dead before he even killed him. And he knew it at the bottom of the mountain because he told the guys that went with him, stay here, we will be back. He was convinced right then. At minimum, it could have been before, but he was definitely convinced there. Amen. Rahab was convinced, I won't die. And you know what she did? Y'all need to get to my house. That's right. What did she do? She told, she said, now you stay out of the house, you're going to die. You stay in the house, you're going to be all right. What is that? A firm persuasion. Oh, I'm going to go get some bread. You go get some bread right now. Day out there, you better stay in the house. What was Paul? Paul in Acts 27 says, unless these men stay with a ship, I can't even guarantee their lives. Guarantee is the word he used. The audacity that a man would guarantee. He said, I believe 
that the angel that just presented himself to me on this ship and told me how it's going to go down from my God, it will be exactly as he says. See, now that, and how could he have that? Because I've heard God on the matter. See, too often you get in situations where you stay floundering. Well, if the Lord wants me to have the house, I'll get it. If the Lord wants me to have the job, I'll get it. No. The devil will give you a job. He'll give you a boat. He'll give you all kind of stuff and then take you out of church. No problem. He'll get your life so prosperous, so full of all kind of stuff. Next thing you know, church is a second thought. And you say, yeah, but I believe God. I'm in faith. And no, you're not because faith is believing a word. All right, I got a lot of scripture. I got to go on. <laughs> Romans chapter 4, verse 16 through uh, 21 says, For this reason it is by faith in order that it may be in accordance with grace, as, uh, so that the promise will be guaranteed to all the descendants, not only to those who are uh, of the law, but uh, also to those who are of the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. As it is written, a father of many nations I have made you. Guess what? He changed the man's name before he had any children. Okay. In the presence of him who, whom he believed, yeah, thank you, Lord, uh, even God who gives life to the dead and calls into being that which does not exist. Faith means I don't see it, but I've heard it, and it's going to be this way whether I see it or not. And I'm convinced. All right, let's talk about Abraham real quick, right? Because in verse 18 it says, and hope against hope. He what? Believed. That means he was firmly persuaded. He believed. He believed. He believed. He believed. He believed. So that it might be become the father of many nations according to what was spoken. So, so how shall his descendants be? Without uh, becoming weak in faith, he contemplated his own body. Now as good as dead since he was about 100 years old and the deadness of Sarah's womb. Now here's the thing. You, there's something that took place before this time of 100. God already told him earlier, son, from now on you're Abraham. Your father of many nations. Well, Lord, my, my wife can't have no kids. Son, from you, you're going to be a father of many nations. Sarah heard about it. Nothing's happening. So you know what she does? She's unknowing and says, well, maybe God wants you to have this child through my maid. Why don't you hook up with Hagar? And so he did. And she got pregnant. And they could have all said, praise the Lord. The Lord has answered our prayers. Oh, I'm preaching now. See, some people over there fornicating or committing adultery with the wrong thing, getting a result and giving God credit. The Lord said, he give me a child. Look, I got a child over here. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Did the Lord tell you to go shack up with that girl? Did the Lord tell you to have that child through her? I mean, you know, Abraham, God love him, man, but he like, like, didn't even you know, balk at the deal. All right, I'll take that deal. <laughs> right? Now, this is really a tough deal for Sarah, though, because Sarah probably could have. I can't tell you this. It's not in Scripture, but it definitely would have brought a thought because we're not ignorant of the devil's devices. Sarah could have said, well, maybe it's his fault that we ain't having no kids. I'll give you Hagar. She, she pops hot. Now Sarah's like, it's me. Talking about having a hard time already. Now your man has made another woman pregnant and you know it's you. This is why God had to give a word to Sarah. He had to say, honey child, this time next year, you gonna have a baby. She's like, ha, ha, ha. No, it ain't happening. And then she comes out to serve me. He goes, why'd you laugh? I didn't, I didn't laugh. Straight up told the Lord that to his face, man. That's like, wow. And he said, yeah, you did. Now, does she automatically, for sure, listen, <laughs> Is she going to have a baby just because he said it? No. What's her work of faith? She's going to have to go to sleep with her boy. 
her husband, right? Not only that, though, going to sleep wasn't good enough because she'd been doing that for years with him. The Bible tells in Hebrews, she looked back at the faithfulness of God and that the word he always said to Abraham always came to pass and it strengthened her to say, well, he said I would have one. I'm going to have one then. And it was then when she believed it and then did the works of what's necessary for that to happen. She didn't say, well, I'm going to be like Mary. I just haven't been. The Holy Ghost going to come on me, I guess. Oh, Lord Jesus, this is awesome. The Lord gave me a word. You can't touch me, honey. I am sanctified. I am anointed. God has talked to me. Don't touch me. God is fixing to make me have a baby. Impregnate me. <laughs> People get weird like that. No, there's only one woman on the planet that got it done that way. Her name was Mary, and it sure wasn't Sarah because she wasn't a virgin. All right? My point is that she heard and had something to stand on. And in the unknowing, and don't you know that every time even she had to cast down that thought, You're not going to get it. You're not going to get it. It ain't going to happen. Do you think the devil left her alone after Jesus came and gave her a word? Does the devil leave you alone when God gives you a word? No, typically what happens? It's like, yeah, I, I was all rejoicing, running around the church, you know, excited, and doing backflips, you know. I was like crying. I was laid out on the floor. Oh, the Lord spoke to me. I saw the heavens open up. Angels were running up and down. Man, I heard God's word. And you walk outside, and the devil's like, yeah, right, uh-huh, if it's true. And he'll break five or six people. Come by to tell you why. I'll give you a prophetic utterance, and this is a sad one, though. A particular prophetic person said, told an individual, says, you're going to be promoted. And they didn't get the promotion immediately. Left the church. Spoke about the church. Talked bad about the church. Then died. At the funeral, was promoted. The prophet got it right. But the prophet didn't want them to get it that way. Instead of holding on to the word, and then all of a sudden when it came back, he didn't get it and say, I'll have to get it. It can't pass me by. It can't keep passing me by. I'll have to get it because the word of the Lord has come to me. See, this is what faith does. Faith doesn't go and say, well, you know what? I didn't get it, but I, I believe God anyway. That's not faith in God. That's you and your experience. And you know what? When people start living faith in their experience and their loss and their missing... And then God doesn't do everything he always says he's going to do because he can change his mind on a whim, right? Then all of a sudden you'll attach yourself to everybody else that lives by faith that way, which is not really living by faith. It's just a general belief. And then you'll side and you'll know and you'll, you'll get plenty of people that can do that. But let me tell you, there is a, a, a group of God's children that they'll hold on to that thing and they'll stand in that thing and they won't relinquish that thing come hell or high water doesn't matter if the devil lines up they'll stand and when it looks like they're going to fall they still stand they'll still stand they'll still stand they'll still stand and then it'll come to pass because God will always do what he says he do. Let me tell you this. Some of the things God tells you isn't even for your lifetime because it's a purpose thing that goes beyond it. But you would believe God. Joseph said, boys, you're going to leave Egypt one day. And when you go, you take my bones. And that voice carried for 432 years, actually more than that because he said that to them. And then there was a time period before they really made them slaves. But when they were delivered, guess what they did? We got to go get Joseph's bones. He spoke something in, and he was firmly persuaded they'll do exactly what I said. And it happened. My goodness. He goes on and says this, uh, without being weak. 
He contemplated not his own body, right? Verse 20, yet with respect to the promise. To the what? To the promise. So again, he's, why would he not waver? Because he has a promise. What's the promise? What God said. Faith is hearing God about what he said. The reason he doesn't wait, because again, you, then here it is. If you don't know his promise or his word on it, then guess what you will do? You're going to waver. James tells us this as well. He says, if a man lacks wisdom, let him ask God. Why? Because why are you asking God? To find out what he says about it so you can stand on it and never waver so it had come to pass. But if that man asks doubting, meaning, you know, I believe God, I believe he could do it, and he'll do whatever he needs to do. And whatever it is, you know what? I just believe him. Okay? (laughs) You don't have nothing. You don't even have a word. That person, he said, will be tossed to and fro like the sea, double-minded, unstable in their way. Why? Because one, I believe God wants you to do this, but you don't really have a word. So then you come over here, and now all the circumstances say anything, so you change your narrative about God. You can even get a word from God, as Peter did, and the disciples, to go to the other side and let a circumstance tell you something else. Peter's done this more than one time. Jesus, if that's you, command me to come out of the boat. Well, come on, son. And what was his experience? The water holds me up. Right? Right? I mean, he's doing it, man. But then what happens? Boy, he's got a problem with storms. It must have affected him in his childhood. Must have been a professional fisherman family, and dad must have threw him over one day to teach him how to swim in a storm, and he thought he was going to die. And he's like scarred, right? Love is the choice. Those who've read it, you know what I'm talking about. He had a love tank that was a little empty. He was struggling every time the storm came. He abandoned. Here comes the storm. And what's he do? What was he supposed to do? Stay fixed on Jesus. You're doing it, man. Do you think God's... I'm telling you. What does that tell us? Most believers believe That his word works in perfect conditions, but when the storms come, it will fail to work. So they'll say, I'm shaken. You know, we get beat down. We get beat up. But you know what? Even in the midst of all that, you know, we just believe. You're not really believing God, but you're saying you're believing God. And and God, in his mercy, or somebody that knows you praying for you that you don't even know, that's actually went to heaven in prayer, to the throne. <laughs> Come on, mamas, you know what I'm talking about. Gone to heaven and talked to Jesus himself and gave you a word about your child and yes. that circumstance and situation. That's right. But you know what? You can only go to God so far for a person, and eventually God's going to say, that individual is going to have to come to me on their own. Yeah. And you can't do nothing. And for you to then try to change the circumstance and situation to keep them out of trouble... Oh, you're quibbling them. You're making a bad deal there. Don't do it. You better go to the king about it. I said you better go to the king about it. So he didn't waver because of the promise, right? But he, uh, he didn't waver in unbelief, but grew strong in faith, giving glory to God, being fully assured that what God had promised he was able to perform. I was going to read a different type of translation, but I'm going to go on. Now, why is this important? Look at this in Luke chapter 18, real quick. Luke chapter 18, starting in verse 1. You don't have this, put it up. Luke chapter 18, verses 1 through 8, okay? God gave it to me on the front row. Somebody needs to hear this. All right? Faith, faith. If anybody tells you faith and it's not connected to a solid word that God has said, it's not, it's not Bible faith. It's man's experiential faith that he's gotten it to work sometimes, didn't get it to work sometimes. Life, you know, had all this kind of stuff, and ultimately you're still alive, and you're just giving God glory in the whole, in the whole process. Again, that's a general type belief, but even the demons believe that way. Okay? God loves you as a child. Please listen to me, child of God. He loves you so much, he will specifically talk to you. And some things he says to us are not for this season. The Lord spoke to me concerning them all years ago. Now, any guy, any doubters in here, we gonna, we gonna take it? I didn't think so. I mean, 
I am like, every time I come on, it's, it's ours. I mean, even the town's talking about it. People call us to do stuff here because they believe we already own it. And that is by faith. Amen. Now, are we doing our works? Yeah, we're putting money towards something that they're going to ultimately sign all off. We're going to be done and move the process forward. I get it. But it still requires us to stand. You don't think somebody's tried to come and pull it out from underneath, that the enemy hadn't said that, that it hadn't Sure, but what do we do? You can't go nowhere. Right? And I was telling my wife today, I said, Joshua and Caleb waited 40 years to get in their promised land. I mean, we ain't had no time in this deal. I mean, how quickly will you abandon something? All right. Here it is. Now, I was telling them a parable to show that at all times they ought to pray and not. See, this is knowing in the unknown because you're going to get to the end where what you knew shows up. That's right. He says this, saying, in a certain city there was a judge who did not fear God and did not respect man. And there was a widow in that city, and she kept coming to him saying, give me what? Legal protection from my opponent. For a while he was unwilling, but afterwards he said to himself, even though I do not fear God nor respect man, yet because this widow bothers me, I will give her what? Legal pr protection. Otherwise, by continually coming, she will what? Wear me out. And the Lord said, hear what the unrighteous judge said. Now will not God, will not God bring about justice for his elect who cried to him, how? Day and night. And will he delay long over them? What does that mean? He's, the scenario is this. This woman is going to an unrighteous judge, but she's going on a legal position. I have a right. I have a right. I know my rights. And he says if unrighteous someone will uh, get someone who will, knowing their rights, and every time they show up, didn't know how the judge was going to act that day, didn't know how the judge was going to act that day, didn't know if the judge was going to give it that day. All they know is I'll keep showing up, I'll just keep showing up because I know what I'm saying. This guy is going to have to do it. And eventually what did he do? You got what you said. Then God says, now, that's an unrighteous judge. How about me? And that's he's saying, do you think that if you're my child and I give you my word and you keep talking to me about it every day of what I've said and you don't focus or lose heart about all the unknown things that are surrounding your life, but you keep saying that word, saying that word, declaring that word, saying it's this way, only can be this way, got to be this way. That's what my king said. That's what Jesus said. That's what he said. Now, listen, I've been in unknown places knowing something, and I've actually done checks and said, now, listen, did I hear wrong? Because is this unknown and this stuff because I'm off? Because if I'm off, you tell me, and I'll abandon it. Because I know that what I say that you're saying has to come to pass, and if I'm missing it, you tell me. Period. I will only evaluate the word I'm standing on. Not whether he can do it or has done it. Because if I've heard wrong, correct me. Because it ain't going to work unless I hear it. Yes, correct me. And if he corrects it, I change. If he says no, then I'm like, well, all this means nothing then. And let me tell you, when you get in those moments, people will tell you, you're missing it, Pastor. Brother, you're missing it. You're missing it, Brother. You didn't hear God on that one. Many people tell you you didn't hear God at all. Because again, what did they do? You see what everybody else is doing? Well, I saw 10 spies say we can't go into the promised land because, man, there's giants in the land. But I got two guys that nobody was following, and they said we're well able. We can do it. The 10 died, and all the naysayers. But 40 years later, those two boys went in. Who was right? So their moment in social media made it look like they were a bunch of ignoramuses. You hear what I'm saying? 
You got to know something. When you know something, you ain't going to let nobody come off, get you off something. Don't let your stuff come off. So he goes on and says, listen, if they keep at me day and night telling me my word, will I delay long? Now, I can't tell you what long is. I can't tell you what that time frame is. I can't tell you there are certain things that you can have immediate, like salvation. Can you get that immediately? Can you get filled with the Holy Ghost? Can you get baptized in the Holy Ghost with heaven speaking immediately? I can tell you right now, you can get healed immediately too. A lot of occasions of that. Many. But again, don't take my word for it. Study it yourself. I've done an exhaustive study. For Even in the Old Covenant, the minute the word got on the individual about healing, you'd be surprised at how fast their body changed. You'd be surprised. And again, I would want to raise my belief to God's standard and not accept, eh, if it takes a month, it's okay. I mean, if you get healed anyway, great, no problem. But if you could hear what the king says about it, could you lift yourself to a different standard? I would. But look what it says in verse 8, because this is shocking. He says, I tell you that he will bring about justice for them quickly. However, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on the earth? Guys, this is our time. Now, this doesn't mean people won't be saying they have faith. This doesn't mean people won't be saying they're believing God. This is saying, will there be people who are standing on the word I've said when I show up? Or will they have the same belief that even the demons have and shudder or tremble? Why is this important? 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 13 says it this way, having, but having the same spirit of faith according to what is written, I believe, therefore I spoke. We also believe, therefore we also speak. What's our work of faith? Our work of faith is that we call those things that be not as though they were because in the unknown I actually have a knowing. And I'm calling it. And I'm calling it. I mean, I've, I've been pastoring now for a very long time. Okay? And I've been around a lot of circumstances. And I'll tell people when they say, well, Pastor Earl, you know, I need you. Okay, what are we believing for? What's the word? Right? Right? What's the word on this deal? Well, you know, I just think if he'll open. Because, again, we use scripture and keep God in general belief. You know, whatever door he'll, uh, you know, if he opens the door, I know it. But if he shuts it, then I know. Why don't you ask him which door? Instead of living life, going through and say, I'm, I'm waiting for a door because I don't even know. Why don't you just say, which one is it? Because if that's the case, you can open that door. Right. Whatever you bind on earth, be bound in him. Whatever you loose on earth, be loose in him. You can speak to, he said, he'll give you the keys of the kingdom. Right. And whatever door you open will be open. And whatever door you shut will be shut. Right. So why are you letting the world decide which doors to open and shut? And here's the thing. You may believe you should be at a particular job and you go apply and it doesn't work. Why do you quit applying? Well, I got something better. Did you? Because if God actually told you to be there and you didn't get it and they offered you here which was better than what you were going, you could be in the wrong assignment because there may be somebody there that God needed you to touch and speak and you are not talking to their lives now. But you give God glory for a job that he never told you to have. Hallelujah. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 1. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. Come on, worship team. Hebrews 11, verse 1. Now, faith is the assurance of things. The what? The assurance of things. It's the confident expectation. It's the assurance of things hoped for, that confident expectation, the evidence of things not seen, which means God said it. His spiritual kingdom has declared it over my life or in my life, and now it has to be that way, period. And now that I walk into unknown between the author, the beginning of this thing that he just told me, and the completion of this thing that it's no longer in an unseen, but it's been pulled into the scene, no matter what unknowns come in between, doesn't matter, I have a knowing. Yes. You say, Pastor, I don't know. That's why he said seek. 
And that word seek in the Greek is a repetitive uh, uh, verb. It means seek and keep on seeking and keep on seeking and keep on seeking and keep on seeking and you'll find. Knock and keep on knocking and keep on knocking and keep on knocking and keep on knocking and the door will be open. But God closed the door. You quit knocking. Ask and keep on asking, keep on asking, keep on asking and you will receive. We leave prayer our time with the king before we give him the opportunity to answer because we want it now but the minute he says it then you have it now because now faith is immediate present the minute the king says is this it's done now this unknown means nothing to me. I don't care how bad the storm is. I don't care how bad the situation. I don't care what happens in my life at this point. This is all temporary because I have the king's word now. And I will hold on to this thing. until. And that's what living by faith is biblically. That's the faith God wants us to have. And that's what God wants you to pull. We could read through here, by faith Abel offered to God, which means Abel heard. Faith comes by what? So Abel heard how to do an offering from God. So by faith he did that. Enoch, get this, by faith Enoch was taken up. God told him, you do this, you come on up here. So he believed, I'll just keep living this way. And the man walked and just kept on going. But he did it not because God's like, hey, do you believe in me? Guess what I'll do for you? I'll let you just pop up here. No, he had a word. By faith, Abraham. By faith, Noah. What did he tell Noah? Noah, build the ark. This is going to happen. And by faith, he had a word. And for 120 years, he builds this thing. I don't care this unknown of what people are saying and telling me I'm crazy and why I got this big old boat out here in the middle of the desert, right? So to speak, woods, whatever. You understand what I'm saying? Definitely not on the water. Right? You crazy, man. You a crazy old man. No, I've heard that he's judging the world and he gonna save me and my family. And you can call me crazy for the next 120 years, but when I shut the door, some of these individuals had to hold on to a word for decades. This guy, a century and then two decades. Are you serious? Time's moving so much faster now that God is allowing the reaper to overtake the sower. He's given us a word that he can cause it to come to pass a lot faster. And we abandon because we don't get it next week. And then say God's doing something else. But we believe it's not Bible faith. You're making your experience now God doing. No, it's very clear in the scripture. By faith, Jacob. By faith, Sarah. By faith, Moses. By faith, Rahab. By faith, by faith, Paul. By faith, Peter. By faith. By faith, Kim. What's he said, Kim? By faith, my gosh, man. Whatever it is, by faith. Get that word from God and stand on it and you'll know in the unknown. Let me tell you, I don't care how bad it gets. God loves you so much. He'll whisper. He'll send an angel. He'll send other believers to encourage you to not abandon. Don't do it. Because if you don't grow weary in your well-doing, you will reap. You'll reap. See, my life's kind of boring because what I know I can pull in immediately, I pull it in so fast that you don't see me suffer. What I know I can have right now, I get it by faith. And you don't know I had any symptom, any issue. But you are watching me because of being the overseer by faith. Pull in this location with you by faith. You hear what I'm saying? But there's a process. Yeah, sounds crazy. 
but I've heard the king. And I'm telling you guys, when you hear the king, and I don't care how crazy the world gets, I'm not moved because I have a knowing in the unknown. Let's pray. Father, we love you and we honor you. We thank you. You're the king of kings and the Lord of lords. And we thank you that your word's very clear. Faith is because we've heard a word from God that we believe on. And even though we don't see it, it's forever settled in heaven. And when we move into these unknown places, whether it's a trial, tribulation, it could be that it just immediately shows up. It could be that there's all kinds of attacks and hindrances. The devil may pull his whole uh, cohorts to try to come against that particular word. But we know this, it cannot fail to come to pass. Because whatever that word is and whatever thing we're going through, God will bring it to pass. Thank you so much for listening to this message. If you want more, subscribe to our message podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Rating and leaving a comment will go a long way with helping our messages get better circulation. If you'd enjoy watching our weekend messages, visit youtube.com forward slash anchor faith. We'd love it if you'd subscribe, leave a comment or a like on the messages. If you'd like to find out more information about us and how we're influencing the world and help support the work we're doing by giving, just visit anchorfaith.com.